0: purpose is to break us out of captivity and into a greater level of intimacy. One of the things I found is this is that when the truth of God comes when God brings in, when God brings these things into our life, it is not there to confine us or because he's a sadistic God and wants to bring pain upon our life but pain at the same time, is also a great motivator for change. Pain is something that lifts us up, pain is something that motivates us to stop, for, for, to change from where we are and to come up into a new level. So if you're facing pain or discomfort in your life somewhere, if you're experiencing a shake-up, my suggestion to you is this, is that God is trying to do something in your life. He is not trying to damage you, he is trying to lift you up out of damage into a place of freedom. That's the nature of Jesus Christ. That's what he did back there. This is what he continues to do. <coughs> One of the things when you, uh, what Jesus wants to do is bring us up into a higher level of living. live Not just so that we're better than anyone else, but that we live in a different dimension. The Bible says this, like we were saying before, that, uh, that in Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19, when the enemy comes in like a flood, that God will raise up a standard against him. You are that standard. When you stand up unto the things of God, that is raising a a standard against the enemy. I can tell you right now, there is a, a community around us right now, they are looking today for a higher level of ground to find safety and refuge. People are looking for a fresh sense of hope. One of the things that you find that a standard, a standard is something that is a standard is something that distinguishes one thing from something else. Not everyone likes standards. <laughs> if you look in the education department right now, one of the things that they look at is that there's no pass or fail. It's like you, you can get an award for trying hard. But trying, if you went to a doctor, I don't want to go to a doctor. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to a doctor and say. Uh, talk to me about your qualification and his his certificate was because he tried hard you want to be going to a doctor who has gone through some standards you want to make sure that your doctor that you're going to has gone through a standard that is high not a standard that is low (laughs) one of the things you'll find is that God is always wanting to lift lift us up one of the things about standards is this standards distinguish people You can tell the difference between people that have got different standards. If you go uh, into a bedroom, for example, one standard of of living is higher than another. Some people's bedrooms are messy, messy, others are quite tidy. You'll find that different people have different standards, and standards distinguish things. Standards distinguish people. Standards are not always there to be liked to provide a boundary, a defining line, and a demarcation line. One of the things when Jesus is talking uh, to his disciples in John chapter 6 and verse uh, 60 to 66, <coughs> excuse me. one of the things he's talking about is he's, he, he asked the question, does this offend you? He's talking about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. He's talking about what it means to carry on his, the, the work that he started. And he asks the question, does this offend you? The whole point of Jesus doing this excuse me, is not just to hold people down, but to bring people over the offense of uh, that truth can be, what's going on here? (laughs) The whole purpose of that was not to offend them, to keep them down, but to lift them up. And that's why he asked the question, does, does this offend you? One of the things that you'll find is if a standard is not raised, you'll find that people become flooded. When a standard is not raised, when, uh, when a standard is not there, well, you'll find that it give, the, the water can just go everywhere. And I don't know about you, but I want, one of the things I'm sensing in my heart is this, is that God is wanting us as a church to lift the standard. Lift the standard of faith. Lift the standard of expectancy. Lift the, extent, lift the standard of, uh, of, of the dimension of miracles. Lift the standard of, the, uh, of supernatural. Lift the standard of how we show up. Let me explain why. Look at this. If you look in your scripture, there is a, um, uh, in Matthew chapter 17, and verse 14, it says, And when they came to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and he is very ill for he often falls into the water into the fire and often into the water this is going to be the most tragic one of the most tragic verses that you'll ever hear verse 16 and it says and i brought him to you i brought him to church i brought him to people that profess to follow you i brought him to this church i brought him to that church and your disciples they couldn't do nothing about it Nothing about it. Here's a man. In fact, you know what your disciples said to me? Look, the, the, the disciples said, it just needs to do a course. Is that you need to stop smoking. You need to do this. You need to stop that. You, you need counseling. You just need to read your Bible more. You need to read your scriptures more. That was probably the best answer. You here see a man whose son, there was nowhere else he could go to. You'll find that when people's lives are overwhelmed, when people's lives are overwhelmed with, uh, despair, when people 's lives are overwhelmed with hopelessness, it does not matter how much material possessions they have. it doesn 't matter how much money they have, it doesn 't matter how flesh their car is, it doesn 't matter what this what they have in life, when people are overwhelmed with something that they cannot control, when they are overwhelmed with something in their life that is outside what they can possibly influence with their material possessions you'll find where, where people's lives are overwhelmed, they will always attempt to run to a higher place. Even rats know this. When rats sense it's flooding, one of the things that they'll do is they'll try and find higher ground. And it's bred in nature that when, when, flood is, when flood waters are coming in, that people try and find a higher standard. And as a church, we cannot have the influence if we try and come down the place of the flood water. See, friends, if you've got a standard here, if this is your standard, if this is the level of life that you live in, if this is your level of expectancy, if this is your level of faith, what will happen, my friend, is when the water, the flood waters get to that level. What are you going to do? One of the things we find is the church is often... We try and be relevant to try and fit in. But friends, we're not made to fit in. The kingdom of God is not like that. The kingdom of God is not designed for us to make people happy and and feed them ice creams. There is ice cream. It's to bring hope, but it's to set a standard. We are a counterculture to the world. So when the world, when your ground, when the world around you is starting to flood, when the floodwaters get up to this high, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? The first place that you want to go to is you want to come up to a higher level. When your life is overwhelmed, like David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, you lead me to a rock that is higher than I. But What if you don't know that there is another level or the very level that you need to lift yourself up on is at the same level? This is what Jesus is saying, it's like, I went to your disciples, this guy, my, my kid, he's He's, he, he's got epilepsy. he throws himself into the water, he throws himself into the fire. This particular man, his life was overwhelmed. There was nothing that he could do. Even if he had the money, there was nothing that he could do. The only place he even thought of was taken to the, to, to the disciples of Jesus. And their best advice was, uh, uh, you, you might need to see a counselor. How about you just read this verse? And, uh, that might help you. You probably need to tithe more. That might help you too. It didn't do anything. Can you imagine what would have gone through that man's head? I thought these guys were the supposed to be the followers of Jesus, the one that sets the captives free. Friends, if we as a church become content to stay in, living at this level of faith, at this level of giving, you will find that there will be time in your life that the waters, the flood waters will come up. I can guarantee it. You will find that flood will come up, and when you get to that point, you're going to be looking for higher ground. There are other people in our community right now, their level of life, they don't know Jesus Christ, they don't know that there is a Savior, they don't know that there is somebody that can set them free from addiction, they don't know that there is somebody set them, that can set them free from oppression, they don't know that God is a God of all hope, they think God is a God who's angry and mean, he's going to throw pianos down on, on naughty people. That's the level that they live in down there, but if as a church that's where we live, we'll just keep bringing people to this to the, our own level of expectancy, friends. That is not the plan of God. The plan of God is that we grow from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and it it's God's plan that you and I just not just stay at the elementary of faith, level of faith, but we grow from level to level to level. When Jesus said. When 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 Isaiah said he will raise up a standard against him, when Jesus came into this earth, Jesus Christ is the standard. Jesus Christ is the standard. And as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are called to live to that standard. And that's why we need his grace upon our lives. Fred, I don't know about you, but I read the news this week and there was a young girl, 15 years old, her parents found her hanging from the bridge in Havelock North. Don't you tell me today, there, there is no one in our community whose lives are not overwhelmed like this man. People today, even though they've got a lot of money, there's nothing that the world can save them from the torment in their soul. You talk to Pastor Mike. He's been to bankers, people that own banks. They've got all the money that you can ever imagine. But that doesn't fix what's going on inside of their heart. They're looking for somebody who doesn't think they're just better than anyone else, but they live at a different level. They they live at a a different standard. There is something about their life that is of a different standard. It's a higher standard than somebody else. They look at their life and say, well, there's a rock that is higher than than the rock that I live. I need to get to higher ground. I can tell you right now, when you friends are in a place of desperation, the first thing that you're going to be looking for is a place, a rock, that is higher than the space that you live in. I'm so glad that you found that rock. His name is Jesus Christ. But as Christians, you and I are also called to be the body of Christ, to be that rock that people, that lift people up, that don't condemn people, that don't bring, cause people to stumble into an offence. We're not called to cause, be stupid and be, make dumb decisions that cause people to stumble in their faith. That's, that's being silly. Different language for that, anyway. You and I are called to bring people up from where they are up to another level and up to another level of faith and keep growing. When does that level stop? People are still looking for higher ground in their life. The whole point of having a conference What we're doing is not just to pour ice cream on people. For some people, they're going to have a a good taste. But for other people, it's about lifting the standard of faith again. It's about lifting the level of expectancy. It's about lifting us up to a new level of faith, lifting us up to a new space that we live in. It's amazing just to see how far people will travel to find higher ground. It's amazing to see how perspective changes when people are overwhelmed. It's amazing who people will go to. We had a prophet come through recently. He's a prophet from India. His name's Pastor Thomas. Lives in a small town. Doesn't have Facebook. Doesn't have even email. But he lives at a standard in life where. When you're looking for answers, where you're looking for a move of God, this is the type of man that you're going to be looking to find. He's not living at a standard that the world lives at, that their world sees. He lives at a standard level of faith, an intimacy with the Lord, and that in- place of intimacy is a place of power. It's a place that find- people can find refuge in. Today we live in a community that are looking for higher ground somewhere, For us, we are called, as the body of Christ, to be a rock for people when there is no rock. We are called to find people. We are called to be that place, to bring people into the true rock whose name is Jesus Christ. You'll find where people's lives are overwhelmed, they will look for higher ground. Will we as Christians, will we as the body of Christ be that higher ground? That not looking down on people thinking that we're better than everyone else. That's religion. Higher ground is a place of humility where we depend on the grace of God. And in that place of humility, we can bring people up into a greater place of stability. That's why God says, uh, he'll set a standard. A standard sets people apart. We're not going to change the world. We're not going to change our community if we spend too much time being like the community. God's wanted to lift us up he says, I brought, him to, to his, I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. In verse 17. Then Jesus said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be here and shall I endure you? Bring him out of me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it departed out of him and that child was cured from that very hour. Then, Jesus, then some people came to the, some of his disciples came to Jesus and said, why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove from here and go over there, and it shall be removed. And nothing shall be impossible for you. However, he says, verse 21, but this kind does not go out but by prayer and fasting. It says a level of faith, a level of, a standard of faith that can be achieved by belief. There's a standard of faith that can be achieved by doing certain things. But there's a certain level of faith, there's a certain level of power that can only be achieved by prayer and fasting. And hence, the offense that we have to get over. See, the place from here to here, we all want to be living at a new level of faith. We all want to be living in a new dimension of power. We all want to be living in a new dimension of intimacy with the Lord. We all want to have that power that that we can speak to the demons and they can be removed just like that. However, this part here is the offense that we've got to get over. This part here is the part that gets us from here to here. You're not going to just get from here to here just supernaturally. Just by, I don't know. Pastor, pray a double portion over my life. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Let me talk to you about this, because this is where I believe that God has wanted to bring us up right now. Bring us up from one level up to a higher level, and up to a higher level still. There is so much more that God has for us. There is so much more that God has for you. There is such a great dimension of freedom. There is a great dimension of of influence that God has for you and for us. But we don't just get transposed automatically from there to there. There is always a journey. The man we met with who could prophesy names and details like that, he didn't get from there to there just overnight. It took him 35 years of no Facebook. (laughs) It took him 35 years of building intimacy. It took him 35 years. Pastor Mike has taken to where he is now, where people would come looking for higher ground, looking for somebody that can set them free from the demons. You're not higher ground if you live at the same level. And this is the purpose of with Jesus. When he offended people, it, for some people it was to oh, just to give them a poke, I think. But for other people it was to bring them up into a different level of living, to a different level of faith, because he knew that that his ministry was going to be dependent on them. Here's a couple of things that are offensive to our soul. So offense will either keep us in captivity or offense will lift us out of captivity. Jesus said, this kind does not go out but by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Fasting, I don't know about you, but fasting is like an offense to our soul. It rages against everything that you desire. Everything that your soul desires. When you start to fast, some people fast the things that they don't really sort of care about anyway. It's kind of like, you know, if you don't have much breakfast, it's like, well, no point fasting breakfast because it's not really going to afflict you too much. But my goodness, if you're on Facebook 20 times a day, if your soul is connected to this, If your soul has a strong connection to something in your life, why don't you start trying to fast that? Fasting is not about trying to inflict self-harm or anything like that. It's got nothing to do with that. What it does, it lifts us up to a new level of faith. It lifts us up to a new level of expectancy. It brings our body into subjection. Why? Because God has a great thing in front of us. Paul said in in the scripture, I bring my body into subjection because there's a crown of life lying ahead for us. There's a crown of life that lies ahead for every one of us. Fasting is something that will, uh, it's an offense to our soul, but its purpose is to bring us out of captivity. Its purpose is to increase authority and power and open up a greater dimension of heaven. So this man, he experienced one dimension of heaven by going to his disciples, but when he came to Jesus, he, he meant a whole new dimension of heaven. Why? Because the key in this place was prayer and fasting. There is something about prayer and fasting that brings us on our knees that we become dependent upon God. There is something about fasting. There is something about getting on your knees and crying out to the Lord. If you want to go up to a new standard, a higher standard, we've got to come down on our knees. We've got to increase prayer. We've got to increase fasting inside of our life. A fasting is a defense to our soul. Another one is God's word. God's, worth, God's word can be like sweet music into our soul at some point, but sometimes it's like a, a sword that cuts between soul and flesh in every part of us. A lot of the times we like to just to read the, the parts in the Bible that, oh, you're going to be great, or oh, you're going to be this, and, and forget the parts that actually deal with the areas of our own heart that keep us in captivity. We want the pastor to preach things. Tell us that we're going to be great. Tell us that we're going to do great and mighty things. But the whole thing of offense, leave that one out because that's painful. The thing about forgiveness and bitterness. Or what about the one about authority? Leave that one out because that just rocks my world too much. And tithing, please don't go there. That just, just gets me every time. We like the things that are the blessing, but it's the pathway, it's the step of offense that we've got to get over that brings us up to that level. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 30, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. The truth of God's word, we like the things that tickle our ears, but actually it's the ones that shift our heart, is what we really need as well. That's why as I preach, my intention is is never to. Just give you ice cream and not just to make people feel bad, but it's to shift you from one level to another level of faith. That's why. God's word can be offensive. Truth is offensive. But when responded to with humility, releases grace. God's word is offensive. It'll get into the parts of our life that we do not like. But when we respond with humility, comes a grace upon our life. Just because somebody's offended doesn't necessarily mean we have to stop saying or doing something. Just because somebody's offended that I talked about tithing doesn't mean I'm going to stop talking about tithing. Just because somebody is offended that I challenged where they live doesn't mean I'm going to stop not challenging. That's the whole point. The whole point is not to keep you there but to lift you up into a new level of faith. God's Word, uh, when God's... uh, in uh, Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 4 verse 12, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than every two, any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing uh, of, of soul and spirit. When God's word comes, my goodness, its purpose is to bring us up out of captivity, not to keep us in. Here's another thing that was an offense for many people is this. But if they can get through it, they'll come up another level. It's discipleship. It's having somebody speak into our life, and speak about the areas of pain, speak around the areas of captivity in our life. A lot of people want to grow up here, but not everyone wants to allow somebody to be speaking into their heart, talking about the things, the secrecy of their heart that they don't talk about to anyone else. People want the power, but they don't want the process to get there. People want the power and the authority. People want the higher level of living. But not humble enough to allow somebody to put their hand upon their life and say, "We're going to adjust this." Discipleship, having somebody speak into our life, can be offensive. I know somebody sometimes, Apostle Mike, speaks into my life. And sometimes my reaction is like this: oh, "La la 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 la," I don't want to hear this. I know, yeah, he knows. I know, and I know that he knows. the whole point is a lot of people will keep that space out and say, well actually it's just between me and God. Yeah no. that's why God brings people into our life to bring us up into a new level of power into a new level of intimacy and a new level of freedom brings us out of captivity. When you hear start to people uh, hear people talk about it's just it's just about me and God it kind of sounds good but you also tell, Actually, not actually prepared to allow somebody to speak and talk about the errors that really keep them in captivity, like how are things going with your wife, or how are things going with your husband, or what's your prayer life doing, or what's going on in terms of your finances, and who are you accountable to? Who have you got speaking into your life? Who in your life do you say yes, sir to? No, way means there is there. <laughs> but these are the points. These are the steps that get us up to here. When you allow somebody to speak into your life, even though you don't agree with it, when you don't see it, when you hate it with every bone in your body, you'll find that you come up to a new level. It doesn't mean when you you don't have to agree with it. It's not about that. It's not about whether it makes you feel good. It's about whether it brings you up out of captivity and in close to intimacy with God. That's the road to power. That's the road to influence. Matthew 16, verse 23, Jesus talked about, Jesus said to Peter, man, you just got a fantastic revelation. You're fantastic, man. You're awesome. And then a few breaths later, Jesus is giving him a towel. He said, get behind me, Satan, because that attitude is an offense to me. You're not mindful of the things of God, but you're mindful of the things of men. You've got to have somebody that speaks into your life. You can't, Grown into a level of power and influence, you can't come up to another standard without somebody speaking into your life somewhere. When I went through my university degree, I didn't get it just by trying hard. There were some stumbling blocks that I had to get over. There were disappointments that I had to get over, but I had to humble myself and allow somebody, sometimes I even had to allow Mormons to help me through some things. There were other people too. There was one guy there, and he was—he uh, led the gay move, a uh, gay thing in, in New Zealand, and uh, he had to help me through some things. If you humble yourself. If I stood there and said, "Hey man, you're gay. I can't let you help me in this." Oh, hey, man, you're a Mormon. You believe something different. How can you be used by God to help me through this? Hey, man, you belong to another church. You're a Catholic. How can you do anything? God can use anyone and anyone to speak into us and lift us up to a new level of faith. Giving is something that'll lift us up to a new level of faith. Giving is a standard that set, set in the ground. So this is something that we're going to do. This will be a standard of our life. Why? Because we don't, we're not going to have greed come around our life. We're not going to have fear come around our life. We are going to put our hope and our dependency upon Jesus Christ. And this is why we give. We are grateful for what he has done in our life. We're giving and tithing, not because the pastor has put the pressure on us, demanded us to anything like that. It is a response in our own heart that we make between us and God. Giving is a standard that keeps greed at bay. Giving is a standard that brings the blessing of God into people's lives. See, the standard of the world is take all that you can get. The standard of God is be a blessing. Giving is something that lifts us up. Responsibility. Is something that'll lift you up from one level to another. Like a couple of weeks ago, we we're talking about when you're responsible for the things that you are responsible for, you'll find a new sense of empowerment in your life. When you are irresponsible for the things that you are responsible for, you'll find that your life remains, you'll take a step down in life. If you just Maintain responsibility for the things that you are responsible for, your faith, your household, your finances, your attitude, your emotions, your responses, your reactions, your own growth. When you start to take responsibility for those things which you are responsible for, you will find that your dimension will come up another level. A lot of people, they won't grow, they won't live at at the standard of God that God has for their life because they're just simply not responsible for what they're responsible for. This church service, it's not just my responsibility, it's all of ours. This house, this this wonderful, magnificent church, if you're a part of this church, it is our responsibility. One of the most disempowering statements a person can make, it is, it's not my job or not my responsibility. The relationships that we have, there's a degree of responsibility in those relationships. When people are irresponsible, they stay at a certain level of growth. But you'll find when people start to take responsibility, there's an empowerment that comes around their life. One last thing, there's a whole bunch of things that can we can do. But when we come and praise Jesus, when we give Jesus our praise, when we give him our worship, I can tell you one of the things that does. It lifts a standard. There's something that happens when, when the world is falling around, around you, when the water's of disappointments start to come around when the, when the floods started rising when you start to lift up a shout of praise when you start to give your heart and worship not just give God a compliment he doesn't need your compliments when you give your whole heart to him when you give him every part of this thing with David with David uh, when my heart is overwhelmed you lead me to the rock that is higher than I there is something about praise there is something about worship there is something about giving yourself to that. That lifts the, that it lifts the level of the rock. It lifts the standard inside of your life. My encouragement to you today, my challenge to you is this. God's got a great plan for your life. God has got a, another level for you to come up to. There's another level of influence that God has for us as a church. There's a level that God has for you as, a, as an individual. But you can either be content to stay where you are, Or you can make a decision today, that you're going to give yourself to this process here. You're going to give yourself to the process of discipleship. You're going to give yourself to allowing somebody to to speak inside of your heart. You're going to give yourself to the journey of fasting. You're going to give yourself to worship. You're going to give yourself to responsibility. You're going to put your heart into it, You're going to come before God on your knees and say Lord, I need you today. I need your grace in my life. We'll start to take responsibility for the things that are going on in our own community. Start to take responsibility for the the things, the holes and the lacks in the churches and not complaining about it. That'll bring you up to a new level. Complaining about things will just keep you down. And the waters will come, I can tell you. And one day you'll stand before the Lord. So when Jesus was saying in John chapter 6, he talked about the offense, the things that the cost to get from where they are to where he had for them. And then the question said, Does this offend you? Then he said these words that one day you're going to see the Son of Man rise again in the not-too-distant future, you're going to experience you thought that was pretty tough. You wait till you see the Son of Man ascend into the heavens. That's going to blow your mind. That's going to knock your senses off. Friends, if you could just open up your eyes to see that one day we will stand before God. One day we will see our eyes will be open to everything that God has for us. And we will either come into a place of, oh, thank you, Lord. I'm so glad I paid the price. I'm so glad I allowed somebody to speak into my life. I'm so glad I, I didn't complain at the pastor when I was got a little bit ticked about what he said. I'm so glad I, when I came to church, that I, I came actually on time. In fact, I came 15 minutes early. <laughs> I didn't drag myself in 10 minutes late. I was here early. I'm so glad I gave a little bit more. I'm so glad I came and was a part of that conference. I'm so glad I allowed an apostle of God to get a hold of my life and lift me up to a new level of thinking. I'm so glad I allowed somebody who was up here to lift me up to this level. I'm so glad that I didn't stay with people too long that were down here and didn't allow them to pull me down to their level. I'm so glad I didn't allow the people that are all offended to, to pull me down in, into their, whatever their life is I'm so glad I allowed somebody to pull me up. Somebody in our community, somebody, people out there will be looking for somebody to lift them up to higher ground. Just like this man, he was looking for somebody to lift up, help him up out of his, help his kid. His life was overwhelmed. I'm so glad. I bet you that man is glad Jesus went went through that desert experience and spent his time fasting. I bet you that man is so glad that Jesus was a man of faith. I bet you that man was really, really happy that Jesus didn't allow a fence to get on top of him. That man's life was changed because he came to the solid rock. Today we're about to enter in a new season where God is going to lift us up. You don't want to be back there looking out and saying, I could have been a part of that. You want to be there with us together. When we stand and open up a new school that brings and shapes hopes to life. You want to be there looking at it and saying, I'm so glad I came to church early, I'm so glad I tithed, I'm so glad I allowed myself to be discipled, I'm so glad I allowed myself to, to I, was, I, I was committed to a home group, I'm so glad I was just committed to allow the, the process of change inside of my life, I'm so glad I got over myself, I'm so glad I got over a fence. <laughs> when you stand, when you stand in front in our, in our new building one day, and you look upon the thousands of people that will be there, you'll look and say, I'm so glad. <laughs> When you experience the miracles that God's going to do through your life. When you start to see that lame person walking. When you start to see that person with the crippled knees come straight. When you start to see that person who's demonised. You're going to be so glad that you spend the time on your knees fasting. When people come to you, when the leaders of the world, when leaders of, of society come to you, come to higher ground to say, we've got nowhere else to turn you say, I've got the answer for you. I've spent time praying. I've spent time in the presence of God. I've been to freedom retreats. I have been to this course. I've been to that course. I've, I've allowed the pastor to speak into my life. I've responded in my heart. that I am full of faith. I am full of the power of God, and I will help you pull you up. <laughs> what a great future in front of us. Pastor Mike, isn't it been worth it? Just the amount of people that Hasn't the whole journey just been worth it? Young people, commit yourself. Why don't you just close your eyes and bow your heads. (coughs) Heavenly Father, we thank you today that you are lifting us up as a church. You're lifting us up from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Lord, you're lifting us up to a new level of intimacy with you. Lord, you're lifting us up to a new level of power. Lord, you're lifting us up to a new level of authority. Lord, you are lifting us up to a new level of influence today. Lord, I thank you today that you are raising the standard today. Lord, give us the grace today, we pray. Lord, let us in our hearts respond to you today. Lord, we just respond to you in our hearts right now, that your hand would come upon us, that would lift us up to a new level of expectancy. Lord, even as we prepare for an amazing conference, Lord, we prepare our hearts right now in prayer and fasting, that you would lift us up to a new level of faith, a new level of expectancy, a new level of what's possible, Lord. Enlarge us, we pray. Enlarge our borders. Enlarge our territory. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said? All God's people said? My question to you today would be this What part of your life do you need to really start to grow in? What part of your life is keeping you in captivity? What offense do you need to get over? Do you need to start tithing? Do you need to start giving? Do you need to start being committed? Do you need to start uh, being responsible? Do you need to start praying? Do you need to start fasting? What do you need to do that's going to really afflict your soul but will bring you up to a new level of influence? Why don't you commit to that in this season? And it is all worth it. That will be worth it because one day you will stand before God and give an account of your life. And he'll look at you and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the inheritance of the Lord. Amen? Amen? Come on, let's just stand to our feet today. <clears throat> let's worship Him today. Let's give Him our heart. Let's lift up a standard and praise Let's lift up a standard of worship that what God wants to do in this place. Come on, let's worship.